0: of a sudden I noticed there's people taking pictures, and I get it, like I said, I take pictures Mm -hmm. of when I went in, but they were actually standing in front of the sanctuary taking selfies.
1: Welcome to the Pints and Pews podcast. I'm your co-host, Dennis.
0: And I'm your other co-host, Robert. And we're just a
1: couple of guys talking the Catholic faith over a pint or two. Or four of our favorite beers. So why don't you pour yourself a pint, pull up a chair, and listen in for the next little while. As we take the faith seriously, but not necessarily ourselves. And as always, if you want to take part in the conversation or have an idea for the podcast, leave us a comment or swing by our Facebook page and drop us a message. Dennis. Buddy, how are you doing this afternoon? Robert, it's hot. It's been a long time. I think this is the longest interlude we've had since we've begun since the we show, correct? Up. Yeah, I think yeah. we've been off for about a month. Uh, you wanted to take
0: a little bit of time off to get through the end of the school year. That's which was, right. Which was hectic.
1: Hectic, yes. Hectic.
0: That was like the craziest June of my. It was career. a busy
1: last two weeks, correct? It, it was. Uh, and then I was off on holidays for a couple right. of weeks, which you're going to talk about shortly. Which were uh, it's quite a. Great Great holiday yeah, down east. Very blessed. Very we left blessed. the province but didn't leave the country. And uh, you're going to be heading away on your seniors I, cruise. I am. Another week. so One we, week to the seniors cruise. We needed to kind of squeeze this one in. Squeeze to, it in quickly. To get things together. Not that quickly. And we've got, we're broadcasting from a special place, aren't we?
0: Here we are, not so live, direct from Dennis's
1: basement. <laughs> yes, where we do the pints of views. Um, Robert, Robert has joined us after work. Yeah, you're working so again. I'm course. working again. Uh, that was kind of
0: on our last episode with my big announcement. I'm working just down the street here from you. Literally, three, four-minute drive, yeah. Uh, 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 your parish, I mean, someone's got to be there at the parish
1: to uh, keep you straight, make sure you're not ducking out early. Keep me in order, yep. You're working with Father Chris and Father Kevin, so all is good at St. Bernadette's. It's an absolute blessing to be there, Yeah. An absolute blessing. But talking about wanting to get through things quickly,
0: I don't know if you noticed I added a little twist to our opening sequence there, sir. I did, yes. Because usually we talk about, you know, we're going to have over a pint or two of our Correct. favorite Correct, and you mentioned
1: four pints.
0: Because, again, for the second time in Pints and Pew's history, here we are in Dennis's basement. That's right. And that then allows us to bring back the paddles the paddles and so on my vacation that's you know part of the the trip and part of the experience and the adventure is trying out new beers so i i've brought along some beers from out east if you will Uh, i have one from quebec one from new brunswick and two from prince edward island and i have to say on our journeys there wasn't a beer that I came across that I didn't like. Is that right? Wow. I do have to say, and I think this will bring a smile to your face there, Dennis. Uh, I may be IPA'd out mm. already for the summer because I discovered you can only drink so many of those. I think you
1: before. brought an IPA with you today, though, didn't you? No, no IPAs oh, on the good. list here today. I, thought I saw one IPA. I okay.
0: knew where I was coming. I knew better to.
1: to no, do but that. you did. You did There's send a couple, couple of pics, and uh, they look like you, you were enjoying yourself with a beverage or two along the way. So good for you. So why don't we? Before we
0: get into the paddle, why don't we say grace before beer? And then, so here's another question for you: Do we have to? say grace before beer when we open up each and every one of these? No. Or is one grace before one beer. Good
1: for one is good all for all four. Because
0: that's kind of been one of my theological <laughs> questions as well is when you go to the Mandarin right? you go to the buffet do you have to say grace each and every time you get one up? One to plate Or is it one grace for the whole?
1: One buffet? grace covers everything.
0: Oh, okay, right. so yeah. one grace is going to cover everything here. So why don't we do grace before beer and then we'll get into the first broom. In the name of the the Father, and of the the Son, Son and of of the Holy Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Bless, O Lord, this creature beer, which thou hast deigned to produce from the fat of grain, that it may be a salutary remedy to the human race, and grant through the invocation of thy holy name, that whoever shall drink it may gain health in body and peace in soul. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And normally we say cheers, when we're already having our first sip. But we got to crack this first one open. This first one I actually pick for the name. It comes from the Tide and Boar Brewing Company in uh, downtown Moncton, and it's called Early Retirement. Mm, fitting, very fitting. It's a mild ale. It only comes in at three and a half percent. So we're we're starting off light it's here today. A light one, yeah. Uh, let's give this a pour here. As I spill it all over your. Counter your your basement. These little cups don't quite hold half a plate, so we're gonna have to to refill as we go here. But I'll let you pour your little cup there.
1: Do you notice this one?
0: I was gonna say, how did you manage that? Your uh, flight paddle or flight cups are bigger than mine. I think you're
1: cheating. Cheers. We get to actually cheers each other. This is actually a Costco creme (laughs) brulee. Nice. Container because I'm missing one of my cups mm.
0: for a light beer that's got a I lot of flavor,
1: that. yeah. It does, very flavorful, Perfect. nice color to it, too. Oh, exactly.
0: And usually, when you pull a, a light beer out, it is like
1: almost clear as water. Mm. Right. You know what? A nice golden color, Robert. I've noticed that with quite a few lights the Coors lights, the Bud lights, any sort of lights, you're getting that. It's almost watered down. It's almost like they've poured water into it. Well, it's kind honestly, of like lights honestly. out, right? Yeah, but this is actually quite nice.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, again, I picked that beer. I, I didn't even try it when we were at the brewery. That one I had a flight of IPAs, and I think that's what where I ipa out was at that actual brewery. But it's a great little location, downtown New, Moncton,
1: New Brunswick. Now, downtown Moncton would be right up your alley. Now, downtown Moncton, people have to realize, our listeners, is that it is more french than english correct
0: exactly yeah exactly uh so that was cool i new brunswick and especially moncton is one of those places in the world where i don't have to spell out my name for people mm. which was really right ridiculous. away it's robert it's not robert and, and the same with leblanc i think a third of the population of new brunswick has the same last mm. name that i have right. that would be very common but I picked the, the name to early retirement because that's what I, I've did, but mm-hmm. also too, I've just finished reading this great little book uh, on charisms and of course I've already tucked it away, i have to pull it out here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bishop Scott McCaig has written this great book on charisms in the title of the book, as I pull it out here, uh, "Clothed with Power from on High: A Short Catechesis on Charisms and Life and Mission of the Church." See so the way we just to I've each read other that, there. so you can uh, borrow that. Yeah, we're not having to reach through the screen or turn mm, yeah. things off. Here.
1: Bishop of the Military
0: Ordinarian of Canada. Very yeah. interesting. So yeah. I would love to have Bishop Scott on the the show one of these days, Bishop McKay. Um, he's also a, a friend of a friend, so we'll see what we can do. So now that you're retired and in your
1: second, charism or third, fourth, but I mean obviously second career charism, how's what's the what have you noticed? So I mean you've been doing it for over a couple of months, remember? But this is your first full week. My correct? first full week. It's like any time you take something on, there's a bit of a
0: learning curve. Um, one thing I'm learning is that there's definitely two elements to life. In the church, there's very much the spiritual element, but Mm -hmm. there's also very much the human element in the the Catholic Church, even though it's not of the world, is in the world, does have to have some of those worldly elements Mm -hmm. like the apostolic hierarchy. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh,
0: And in many ways, in the Archdiocese of Toronto is the largest archdiocese in the country. uh, It runs a little bit like a bureaucracy. And so there's actually a few things that have kind of transferred over from life in the school board to life in the archdiocese, right? Uh, I find a little bit of humor in that. Mm. Uh, I think it's part of the church that the vast majority of the laity don't realize is there. They don't see it uh, and they don't understand it. So when they do go to father and complain about X, Y, or Z, that they don't realize that it's not necessarily within the realm of his authority to make those changes or to to turn those things around and actually i was listening to another great podcast on my way in this morning clerically speaking uh-huh. And they were talking a little bit about that. It's two priests, well, a Priest priesthood of the Diocese of Victoria and another priesthood of the Diocese of Pittsburgh, I believe. Okay. And they were talking about that in that oftentimes the pastor doesn't have that authority. And they said for the vast majority of things that people are complaining about, like 95% of the things people complain about, they mm. actually really don't have that much control over, it. and it doesn't affect their lives. That's the one thing too. He said, "It's not going to affect your day to day life." There could might you
1: be little things in the parish? Can you give us, you know, without spilling names or any? Is there an example? Yeah, because I think you're exactly right. When we think about that, we just think it's church. It's where we go to worship. We don't think there's bills to be paid. There's salaries to be paid. Things, you know, there's different things going on that would the average person would have no idea about.
0: Yeah, I'm talking about salaries to be paid. You need to double up what goes in your envelope, buddy. So <laughs> You've been checking, have you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I haven't been checking. But, I mean, that's one of those things, though, too, that, that goes on. The, the bookkeeper was in the parish today, and so she's you know, making the deposits, balancing the books. But part of her job is going through each and every envelope. Mm-hmm putting in the into the computer system the envelope number and Uh-oh. then what was in the envelope the envelope number what was in the so that way come the winter the, the new year you can get, get
1: your tax, tax receipt. receipt. Yeah, but right. then I guess, I guess I figure there's salaries. There's the secretaries to be paid. You know, a weekend, oh. There's yourself. There's the youth minister. There's the bookkeeper. There's the you know, obviously yeah. the priests get a you know get a salary it's, too. There's a somebody's lot. Somebody's got to turn the lights on, right? Unbelievable. So there, there's that
0: part of it too. But coming back, what I was talking about as far as people complaining, uh, I think what they were talking about on clerically speaking, yeah. a lot of the complaints they get is about stuff say that's going on in Rome. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. Uh, yeah. And
1: not really their control.
0: And it's completely out of our control. Right. But
1: my, when I say our, I mean like the the, the church. So know, I guess so. the question I have for you is, how do you? stay away from the you know what I mean you took on this position because you wanted to do more work on behalf of the church and you've got to be careful not to fall into the trap that you know you're going to another job because it it's not another job I mean you didn't take it on as another job correct
0: correct and that was one of the hardest things for me and again God bless my wife and her infinite wisdom because as we were finishing off our vacation coming home it's like I'm going back to work on Monday, like I'm starting work on Monday, mm-hmm. and part of my psyche is when I talk about going back to work, it's back to school. So my body after only two weeks vacation, my body started ramping up, like it was going back to school. Mm-hmm. and I finally had to realize, and Ellie was really good to explaining that that I wasn't going back to school. yes, I'm going to work, but it's not school. Mm-hmm. And as much as a lot of what I'll be doing is teaching. And again, the work that's involved in the lay pastoral associate and the pastoral care, it's stuff that I love doing. It's talking about the faith, teaching the faith. Right now, the summer months, it's very quiet in the parish. Not a whole Mm -hmm. lot's going on. But so it's, it's a lot of the background work, getting ready for the fall.
1: Right. And so, the stuff you've done already in your other parishes, you've done it in some well, way, some God, form or another. thanks be to because having
0: yeah. that from when I was working other parishes, yeah. and you know, me and keeping things organized and on file, right, right, is that. So when I was preparing the confirmation sessions for. Mm-hmm in the fall. I already had half of it done because Mm. we're going to use the same program. Excellent.
1: So it did save a lot of time Mm. on that. Mm. Uh, So you've got all the programs in the school. You've got to oversee RCIA. There's a number, you've got a number of things on your your portfolio. But that's kind of what I wanted to talk about, just that notion of early
0: retirement and following your charisms that's mm-hmm. why I wanted to pull the two together and following the call of the Holy Spirit and the charisms that the Holy Spirit has given us right and you know a lot of times we'll stay in a career stay in a job that isn't necessarily where God wants us to be or where God has called us yeah. And for the longest time, uh, yes, God was calling me to be in the classroom. Right. And the same as God has called you to be in the classroom. Yeah. But you get to a certain point, and it's like, well, no, I'm not necessarily called to be here anymore. He's calling me now in, in a different direction. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, again, in, in Bishop McKaig's book, it's great talking about discerning. It's it's his last chapter, and I'm wondering, why is that not the first chapter? Is discerning your charisms. And discerning mm-hmm. where you're being called. And there was a great line in there too, and I, I highlighted it. And so I'll just, I'll just bring it up. You know, He talks about here, it's important to note that while a few of the gifts, a few of the charisms of the Holy Spirit are extraordinary in nature, healing, deliverance, prophecy, speaking in tongues, interpreting tongues, all these things that are very much uh, mm-hmm. miraculous of nature, mm-hmm. we also need to realize that most charisms are very ordinary hospitality as you're doing today and as i arrived here getting ready to record and there's a bowl of chips and a bowl of almonds and Mm -hmm. you made a point of getting out the bowl of salted cashews because it reminds both of us of my dad and the one time he's calling me at work Saying that he's out of nuts, you know. Tell Ellie I'm out of nuts. Yeah, absolutely, right. And so that that charisma of hospitality, just in the the ordinary mm. mundane administrative work, as we were just talking about the administrative arm of the the church and the bureaucracy, and he you notes know, here teaching. <laughs> as much as I don't know anyone who's been in the classroom will tell you, it's not mundane. Mm-hmm. So it's. I think i would encourage our listeners yeah to then, well then to how discern. would they go
1: how how other than prayer how would one go about discerning that maybe robert well, discussions discussions listen to what other people say
0: what are other people coming to you for on a regular basis mm. do they come to you for advice do they come to you to ask you to help them organize something do they come to you because you're a shoulder to cry on do they come to you uh, for your your hospitality yeah. what do you enjoy yeah. what brings you joy i'm not saying
1: happiness mm-hmm. but what brings you joy what brings you peace yeah and even if you know you're you're not I, I don't think in any way we're asking, you know, quit your job now and follow, but certainly you can do it on a part-time basis, this charism, or grow into a charism before you move maybe like yourself into full-time ministry in this particular charism.
0: Right. But it could be something like what we're doing right now, hosting right. the podcast, right. right? And like you say, growing into that charism is, you know, you came into this charism kicking and screaming, right. but you've definitely grown into it and become very professional and proficient. and. Um, Dare I say it brings you joy.
1: Absolutely. It's something I look forward to. Especially when I show up with four pints. Four pints and I didn't have (laughs) to even crack open a beer myself. (laughs) Early retirement is done. It's done. And you're retired and you're looking good. You only had two weeks holidays, not two months, Robert. You'll have to get used to that. That'll be tough. That's going to be a tough (laughs) one. That's a tough one. That's going to be a tough one. I'm
0: sure the body will eventually adjust that.
1: Yeah.
0: Took two weeks off. Father Chris was very, very gracious with that. When I was hired on, he was extremely gracious to allow me to work part-time until the end of the the school year. And then he said, take two weeks off. So... Ellie and I decided we were going to drive out to Prince Edward Island to visit some friends that had retired out that way. Mm -hmm. Um, Normally, we were going to do that in September, and then some ding-dong took on this full-time job. So, okay, we're going to go beginning of July. Drove out there, but part of our trip out there, I said, I want to stop at St. Anne de Beaupré. Mm -hmm. I've heard so much about St. Anne de Beaupré. St. Anne is a very important saint in our life. At our, in our family, um, my grandmother, my grandmama, always had a statue of La Bonne anne in her bedroom, which is now at our house. And my father-in-law, his home parish back in the Azores was Santa Anna. Mm-hmm. Saint Anne, uh, who is the mother of our Lady, right. the, the, the grandmother of Christ. Just down the street from the Basilica of Saint Anne de Beaupré, there is this great microbrewery, microbrasserie de Beaupré, mm-hmm um uh, fantastic gear. Oh. so we stop I said Elliot it's time for lunch let's stop for lunch we can see the basilica's there we'll stop at this little microbrewery because that's where we got to stop I'm the one driving I'm going to say we're going to stop at the microbrewery I wasn't going to drink to excess and then drive no but we're going to stop in here for lunch and lo and behold they've got this great little lager La Bonne Saint Anne Mm. with a picture of Saint Anne on the front a A little bit heretical with the the beer in the place of her heart sometimes I find people push things a, li- a little too that's
1: far that's a little bit yeah but it's it's a beautiful uh, i mean it is a pretty can despite that and it's probably going to be great taste to beer even if it's not i'm going to say it is
0: i know the beers i had there again i had a little flight of beers while while i was there but just for a little, li- super
1: taste sorry Robert, just for our listeners if you ever get a chance to get to saint Anne de Beaupre, what a beautiful sight there right overlooking the saint lawrence correct it, right on the water right on the water it's absolutely it's gorgeous beautiful basilica we'll talk a little bit about that in a minute oh good before yeah, your you're little, we'll little, little bit here we'll do a
0: little bit of cheers and then uh, I want to talk a little bit about the the
1: You get to practice like you're s- practicing your French full time there, I assume? Of course. Another
0: nice light layer. Yeah. It's actually lighter than the early retirement, even though the alcohol content's a little
1: bit higher It's heavier. about a percent more, four point six, but yeah. In That's color nice, and flavor, it's yeah, a little bit lighter. It's a nice um nice smooth drink. Mm-hmm. Nice, crisp beer. Mm -hmm. I could drink that. In the day that we went to St.
0: Anne de Beaupré, we actually started our day in Trois-Rivières, and we went to notre dame du the Our Lady of the Cape, which is at Cap de de la Madeleine, so the the Cape of Madeleine. And there's a, a beautiful basilica, beautiful shrine, there in Trois Rivieres, which okay. I didn't even know existed. I was looking at Google Maps trying to figure a way out right. of town
1: without getting on the well, expressway. Well, let's way. just take our listeners for a, a starting point. So you're maybe you're coming out of Montreal, or you're clo- like you on the north
0: shore of the St. Lawrence, right? Halfway between Montreal and Quebec, Quebec City. City, so about an
1: hour northeast of Montreal, Trois Rivieres, Trois Rivieres, and then to get to Saint Anne from there, about another hour, hour and okay. Half, so yeah, know. it's a day. You can do a
0: day like the so. We, we did. both. Both in one day. Right, right. Excellent. So we stopped at the Cat de la Madeleine, notre dame de Cannes in the the morning, which actually was my favorite stop of the day. Mm. As we walk in, and there's, like, these giant oak doors. you got to use, like, two hands to pull these doors open. And I think there was even creaking hinges. And we walked in, and there's these stunning stained glass windows. Mm. I'll have to put some of these pictures up on the, the Facebook page. And we had this basilica to ourselves, mm-hmm. right? And so we could stop and pray before mm-hmm. the Blessed Sacrament in a beautiful statue of Our Lady and the, the candles. And we didn't have the place to ourselves the whole time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There was maybe, at most, in the half hour we were there, maybe two other couples wandered through. But just to have that prayer space That's nice. all of ourselves. Yeah, was,
1: because St. Uh, Andy is very...
0: There a lot of buses coming in and a out of that. A lot of buses yeah, coming yeah. in and out, and I wanted to talk about that in a minute. No. Uh, one of the things that struck us at notre dame du Cap was there were 24 confessionals. So there were, there were uh, along the outsides of the basilica, there Holy were spots for 24 priests to hear confessions, and so two doors on, on either side, right? Yeah. So I, ostensibly you could have 48 penitents there. Uh, all at once. I don't think you can find
1: a church that gets forty-eight penitents on I, a weekend. I'm su- why so. I, do they get a lot of tours? Why would they have that number? They, just, they, they wouldn't get it from the locals, that's for sure. No, <laughs> I mean, they do get pilgrimage buses okay. through. Oh, I see. And there is
0: a visitor center. It is set up for, for that. I think it harkens back to 50, 60 years ago when they would have gotten way more pilgrims
1: and even way more of the locals that were uh, conscientious about their faith. Okay. No, because I've heard of St. Anne de i I've been to St. Anne de Beaupré, but I've never heard of... No, com- no, Notre-Dame de, no, de Cap. No, no, no Notre-Dame de, down de will, Cap. Notre-Dame de Cap. Notre-Dame de the Cap de Madeleine. There we go. And
0: the gardens there were absolutely beautiful mm. as well. And I'm not talking St. Anne de Beaupré. I'm
1: talking... Our Those our, our are beautiful, uh, but go on. They must be. Um,
0: absolutely beautiful. There's the original stone church, still in Trois-Rivières, oh. which is absolutely gorgeous. And then... Also, they have a rosary garden. And when I talk about a rosary garden, you know how sometimes you'll go to these pilgrimage sites and they have the Stations of the Cross. Mm -hmm. And there's the big statues of the Stations of Mm -hmm. the Cross and you can walk along and pray through the, the expanse of the gardens. They have all of the mysteries of the rosary. Mm. set up, except for the luminous mystery. I was going to say all 20 or all 15? All 15. Okay. All 15. So it was done before. <laughs> right. uh, but again, it was peaceful. You're on the shores of the, the St. Lawrence River, uh, this beautiful forested garden, and it wasn't overrun. That's nice. And people who were there were there because they went looking for mm-hmm. it. Right? Fast forward an hour and a
1: half, I and mean, you paint a nice picture of that church. And, and, we, sure.
0: and we get to Saint Anne de beaupre which is also a stunning basilica, oh, absolutely stunning. The steps bacilli.
1: going up and the white, the yeah. white stone work—it's just absolutely beautiful. Uh, absolutely it's massive
0: beautiful. too, isn't it? Exactly, exactly, and a massive complex yeah. as well. Because there's the um, the Redemptorists have a residence there, right? Uh, and there's always the gift shop, and then there's a couple of other buildings, and then there's also, again, the Stations of the Cross that go right. up the, the cliffside and there's another church at the top. By this point, we weren't walking that far. Okay. Or, or yeah. that. Um, one of the things that I remarked upon, again, was just that it's more of a, Tourism destination as a pilgrimage site now, or you or it operates as both and you can really see the dichotomy hmm. between the people that are there on pilgrimage and the people that are there as tourists. So we walk into this big beautiful basilica and the first thing I do, I'm taking pictures. Mm-hmm. Right, I'll stand at the back of the the church, and I'll take a picture of the whole mm-hmm. nave, and um, the stained glass, and like the ceilings are always beautiful. And then you've got the yeah, you know, the sanctuary, which is is absolutely gorgeous. So I'll take a couple pictures from there, and then we'll walk forward, and then we'll find a spot, maybe the fourth or fifth pew back, and we'll stop and pray. Mm-hmm. Well, as we're there praying and there's people walking about it, was much, much busier. Like I said, the the busloads are there. And all of a sudden I noticed there's people taking pictures. And I get it. Like I said, I take pictures Mm -hmm. when I went in. But they were actually standing in front of the sanctuary taking selfies. Right? and yeah the look on your face was Mm. kind of I think the look that was on my face and I I looked at Uh. my wife and she looked at me and the only thing I could think of was you know father forgive them they don't know what they're doing yeah Right, I, they,
1: they really don't know. What and that's the know. difference between the tours and you're talking about in the pilgrimage, much like the churches and the cathedrals in Europe, Notre Dame. It's all tourism now, pretty well, I would imagine. Well, I
0: was going to ask you about that too, because you were in Belgium over the right. Christmas holidays and you would have been
1: to many different churches. We found that we were, and we were there and we went to a few, yeah. And, and, and um, Netherlands as well. And it was mostly tourists taking pictures. I didn't see many of the selfies, but I don't think there was many. way And when I was in Notre Dame many years ago, it was the same. It was just all these people going right around, taking their pictures. And you might have had a few people praying, but not many. So I think that's becoming more the norm, isn't it?
0: I, I think so. And there was a great meme floating around social media these days and i saw it was actually with scott hahn on his facebook page and it's a picture of the cathedral in milan which i've never visited but i've seen pictures of the facade it's absolutely gorgeous mm-hmm. and he said you know this generation is an absolute awe and wonder of the beauty that has come out of the religious past mm-hmm. But they want nothing to do with the faith that inspired... This mm. beauty.
1: That's really a really good point. That's right? so interesting.
0: And you're seeing a lot of that. like You're talking about at Notre-Dame de Paris mm. or um, the cathedral in Amsterdam yeah. and seeing all that. But I remember you sharing that probably the most sacred moment, the most sacred place you visited was the Abbe de la ah. because it's not a tourist and destination. There and
1: there was two other people like you, like you and uh, Torreville. There were two other people coming in at the time. Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
0: Yeah. Now, some people get bent out of
1: shape some churches
0: get bent out of shape of, of with all of that kind of stuff and to a certain degree i get it it's a sacred space and, and for myself trying to find that balance of wanting to defend the sacred space and
1: wanting to be inviting. Right. And realizing that these magnificent cathedrals need thousands and thousands of dollars to upkeep, and they're not getting the parishioners a lot of the places that they once did, so exactly. tourists are keeping it. And that's why they have tap, debit on some of the candles. Exactly. <laughs> have you heard that? Exactly. That? I saw a picture of that today that kind of shocked me. So... Th- In that vein,
0: when we were in Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island, we went to the cathedral there. We went to St. Dunstan's Cathedral in Charlottetown. St. Dunstan's. Absolute beautiful cathedral. It it was gorgeous. But they have these big billboards as you're walking in. We welcome visitors. Please come in and see the beauty of our church. Mm. But... Please remember this is a sacred space. Please remember that this is a place of worship. Please
1: remember this is a place of prayer. I think that's excellent. They all need churches like that. In Europe, they need them in five different languages. That's Mm -hmm. perfect. 100%. I love that. It it was great.
0: And then the other thing that we loved at St. Dunstan's, uh, the holy water fonts, as you're walking in to bless yourself, Mm -hmm. they're actually life-size statues of angels holding... Like um coquille uh, Saint Jacques, like a not a clamshell but uh, a scallop shell, okay, okay, again, yeah. Uh, and that was the basin for the holy, holy water, water. That's nice. so they were absolutely gorgeous. Just before we move on, one last thing about Saint Anne de Beaupré, and it was absolutely again beautiful because Saint Anne plays such a huge role in our family life. Mm-hmm. There's actually about a four inch piece of Saint Anne's forearm that is in the basilica there, the the relic. The relic. And it very much reminded me of the relics in Europe because of what it was encased in. And they make like a a jeweled arm or a jeweled hand. And then you can see the the four inches of of bone.
1: I'm going with the first class relic on that one.
0: Um, I would (laughs) like to think so. But to spend time... In prayer there before the relic was beautiful. And that's then so nice. visiting the grounds, too, there's a, a chapel, another church in the basement. Right, I was just
1: going to ask you, I thought I remembered a chapel in the basement as well. Okay.
0: And kind of the, the same at Lourdes that there's the basilica on top and then there's the chapel in the basement, mm-hmm. which again, most of the tourists aren't going to, so it's nice and quiet. It's quiet, and, okay. And beautiful, beautiful, beautiful artwork. And as you're going down the stairs, you get halfway down the stairs to go to the chapel that's in the basement. And there's actually an adoration chapel. Right? So the Blessed Sacrament is mm-hmm. in a monstrance exposed for anyone who wants to go in and pray before our Lord. Mm-hmm. Pray with you know our Lord Jesus Christ before the Blessed Sacrament. And so we go in. There was another lady there. There's about, I think, four chairs and kneelers on either side of this little room. Mm-hmm. Not much bigger than the room here in your basement. Oh, wow. Okay. And it's just beige drywall, the industrial drop ceiling, like the, the ceiling tiles, mm-hmm. uh, and just this monstrance sitting there. It's like you're in somebody's basement. Mm-hmm. Right? And so we spent five, ten minutes with, the, with our Lord there. And then as we're leaving, I said to my wife, of course our Lord is in the ugliest room
1: of the whole building. Mm-hmm. right? It's and, uh, yeah. almost
0: like he was an afterthought.
1: Yeah, Or was it basically saying, you know what, we know there's going to be tours in the main basilica, there's going to be tours going through the chapel, let's put a little room for anybody who really wants to spend time with the Lord, we'll put a room that's very nondescript, so people will, unless they're looking for it, they'll just kind of Go to one of the other two,
0: and places. now that you're, and now that you're that's saying that's kind of nice too. Uh, now that you're saying that, and I think about it, because I was actually kind of half looking. Yeah, the tabernacle was empty in the basilica. Mm. And in a lot of ways, kudos on whoever is involved yeah. there to make sure that's empty because of
1: what's going on. Mm. That'd be uh, interesting to note that, Robert, in, in most major cathedrals and basilicas, is the, unless there's Mass. Is the tabernacle empty? I should have, I can't remember of all the places. Yeah, that uh, going through Europe, the big
0: touristy ones in Europe, Yeah, that would be interesting to yeah. know. I know St. Michael's, it's not here in Toronto. It's,
1: a, it's No, it's not. Okay.
0: But again, St. Michael's Cathedral in Toronto is not exactly a tourist destination. Yeah, it, it, I mean, since the renovation, it did, it you do like? Yeah, gorgeous. And one other thing, too, just as we finish up with uh, talking about St. Anne de Beaupré, mm-hmm. um, I, I was talking about the, kind of the campus that is there. There's the Basilica, there's the, the Redemptorist Residence, there's the gift shop, and as you're leaving the gift shop, there's like this other little booth where you can take what you've just purchased to get blessed. Oh, yeah. So the prayer card that, that I just handed right. you with your name on it. Right. And Mr. Duolingo, you should be able to figure out. I, I got most of it. There. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: It's been blessed. Okay. Because yeah, you, you leave the gift shop. Right. And from what we saw as we were walking around the campus, they seemed to swap out maybe once an hour. Well, there's a priest there if you okay. want to get something. So blessed.
1: holy water as well, which I think I remember getting. Yeah. Holy water blessed there, yeah.
0: And that was one of my favorite moments of the trip, because the day that we were at Saint-Anne de Beaupré mm-hmm. was my birthday. Nice. And so we had the items blessed and talking with Father, and then I said, Father, can I ask one one more favor? I said, Father, it's my birthday. Mm-hmm. Can I get a blessing, mm-hmm. please? And so he got up from behind the COVID screen. Mm -hmm. I got down on my knees, and he put his hands on my head. (laughs) Nice. And and he said this blessing. I'm getting chills thinking about it now. Um, It was one of two moments when I was in tears on our trip. Wow. Was it in English or French? In French. It's de l'Abbé Norbert. So I I doubt he's listening to the Pines and Pews. Um, But it was just truly, in all sense of the world, were
1: such a, a blessing. That's really nice of you to take that, that time. So, sir, we're going to move on to our third beer here. Okay. You've got the and theme here. This. Are we traveling? So, we've, are we leaving Quebec? We've gone well, we to French New, Canada.
0: We went New Brunswick, and then Quebec... You and, going, and the only reason why I put the New Brunswick beer in our early
1: retirement first yeah. was
0: just because it was actually lighter in alcohol. Yes, okay. But it was actually not lighter in taste. But also, too, with uh, with what we were talking about. Bon Saint Anne. Good Saint Anne. See that? My Duolingo's there, kicking there, in. There we, there, there we go. So this one from the Bogside Brewing is the, the Light Horse Lagered Ale. Uh, and it's, you know, the, the light horse is kind of the, the charge of the Calvary. Okay. Uh, I had this beer at our little inn in Stanley Bridge, Prince Edward Island, uh, sitting by the pool overlooking the bay that was on the north coast of Prince Edward nice. Island out to the ocean. Um it was so bucolic. It was, yeah. And that it was, nice red, red, it's that red clay, isn't it? Yeah, down the, the red sand and yeah. red clay. They're, it's absolutely beautiful. So I really, really enjoyed this beer, the, the lager ale. Again,
1: a lighter beer, 4.5%, Okay, but the, f- the flavor is absolutely... Out. You know, what? Well, we went to a nice church in PEI when we were there, when our oldest was just in a... It was probably 24, 25 years ago. Do you remember the church, Robert? Because I can't... Uh, beautiful, beautiful little church, rural parish. We went to Lovely. a little church
0: with our friends in oh. St. Eugene. Oh, okay, no, I... And that's one thing, too, the, the churches in PEI is that uh, because... Of the decline in vocations, right? A priest will have three parishes. Oh, okay. Yeah, they'll do Saturday evening mass in one parish, and then they do an eight thirty mass Sunday morning in yeah, one, and yeah. then do an eleven o'clock in, in another. And so we went to our friend's parish, and they invited us to go to mass with them there. Little white clapboard church in the middle of nowhere. The picture at the back was of Jesus calling the fishermen, which is great for an island. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Perfect. Um, And this parish was actually the parish that my friend he grew up in, that they got married in, and then a few days after we were visiting there. Uh, my friend was burying his father
1: from. Mm, right. Wow. So, very, very much a, a family. Generational parish. parish. That's hard for a priest, though, running, you know, three to, to build community when you're at three different parishes. Oh, exactly. Exactly. And trying to keep all of that straight. And We're blessed to have. Our own. Two at my parish, one at yours,
0: full-time. Yeah, and the only reason I think you have two uh, here at St. Bernadette's is just because of the population. population. It's got to be the one that's biggest in Durham, isn't it? Uh, Yeah, for sure. For sure. So cheers, buddy, on the light horse.
1: Mm-hmm. A, a nice this is easy. Food. You know what? We should we should be outside enjoying the sunshine in the back patio. But well, in what your we neighborhood, doing? we'd be fighting the sirens, buddy. What are we doing in the basement? Well, the sirens are only because the the building on the by the lake there. There's a lot of seniors in it, so there's a lot of false uh, yeah, alarms. Yeah. But anyhow,
0: <laughs> anyways, anyway. Some saintly
1: sayings. Yes. So usually I'm the one who goes first. So I'm going to turn it over to you. Well, this fits in right what you were talking about. And Saint Bonaventure's Saint Day was when was that? Was it yesterday or that it was it was recent anyhow? I can't keep my days straight in yeah. a week. Never mind the 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 saint. It's kind of what you spoke about, Robert, when you spoke about your charisms, and it's probably something you kind of. Um, and we didn't talk about that beforehand. No, we didn't talk about that beforehand. I just had four different saints muddling through so saintly sayings. And I think that the best perfection of a person is to do common things in a perfect manner. And that's St. Bonaventure. Once again, the best perfection of a person is to do common things in a perfect manner. I think some of us want to do these great things all the time and think only if we do great things that will matter. But if you're just doing common little things and do them to the best of one's ability, that's good enough. Yeah. the best perfection of a person is to do common things in a perfect manner well I'm glad that you didn't say that the best thing for
0: a person is to be a perfectionist as much as we're called to be perfect, uh, yeah, not mentioning
1: any names on be the co host of uh, <laughs> Pints and Need be, be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect, the best perfection of a person is to common things in a perfect manner,
0: yeah and that reminds me of Santa
1: has de Lisieux yes. no? and a lot of the saints, the little flower that,
0: that's the, the constant theme the little flower, yes, um that you hear from a number of saints, mm-hmm. that saintliness, sanctity isn't in the
1: grandiose. Right, Mother Teresa spoken about that before. Right. Teresa, it's say, just yeah.
0: doing the little things nice. and do, doing the little things with great love. Yeah, and you know, fill, fulfilling your calling in life, mm-hmm. like you're saying, discerning what is your charism, and following that charism through to the full. And doing, yeah. Right? Absolutely. And I think that you're the epitome of that because just in the way that you conduct yourself at school. Oh, I I was... got uh, to know you as a friend. Yeah,
1: but, you know, thank you, you, Robert. And I was thinking about more yourself with that, though, Robert. You do that. Like, even taking this new position on and you didn't have to, you could have just sat back and... You know, taking your retirement like most teachers that will do and I will probably do. And you, you and when you do things, and even with the spines and pews, you get things set up, you do it in that perfect manner. And these are common, you know, little common things. But, again, it's, yeah,
0: doing the little common things... And it, not necessarily always
1: in a perfect manner, but doing them as as best you best can. You can. As and best I, I, you can, and I and I think. Love. But I think that goes against the grain today because nobody wants common things. Common things means you've you know you're not putting it out there on social media all the time for everybody else to see. One hundred percent. Yes, one hundred percent. Because
0: and, and you hit the nail on the head when you talked about social media there. Right. Right. Social media is all about putting. The great grandiose things. All you see on social media are people's, you know, their special event parties. You're seeing their vacations. You're seeing the awards that they've won. Yeah, right. You're seeing all the the accolades. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm gonna start posting about when I do laundry. (laughs) Right or how <laughs> when you fold those, fold the clothes perfectly. There you go. There you yeah, the, the, the before and after pictures of you know
1: the underwear maybe would oh. be <laughs> right. or, or the the dirty dishes. The dirty dishes. Hey, but it's hard. Like you, you're you're competing against society where it says common is not good enough. Common done well just doesn't make the grade and here Saint Bonaventure saying no common is good just do it as well as you can in a perfect and that's good enough and I think the fact that it's Saint Bonaventure that's saying it tells
0: us that society has always kind of been like that right that this is a saint that lived hundreds of years ago that right. is, is saying that not just somebody from last week right but I think social media and our phones that we're just constantly scrolling through know. has heightened it has made it that much more
1: acute and it feeds into our our neurosis, Mm -hmm. our anxiety. Yeah, and I would say you're, you're much more, you know, hooked into social media, not in a bad way just that you're much more adept at that. Would you say that common is not is not good enough that common kind of gets you know if it's common people don't want to notice it on so or don't notice it on social it's only the good always the good common's not going to get you the thumbs up on social media or the the hearts
0: or or whatever whatever it is yeah maybe that's why we don't have so many listeners right it's because we're we have we're not but we have good listeners right loyal we have loyal great listeners so, no, absolutely. Beautiful. I want to ask you, how do you come can't. up with your quotes? You just kind of uh, throw a dart at a dartboard, the
1: Living with Christ Missalette, and wherever it opens up, that's where you land for the day? No, I just go to the month that we're in, Robert. This is July 2023. I got this, um, let me tell you where I got this, young man. It was just in a pew once at Mass, and just a little um, subscription left behind. I thought, what? what is, you know, I get my... Yearly one, every... Well, so you, you subscribe to yeah, so it I get, comes once a month. Yeah, so um, I get my yearly one once... You're I was not getting, stealing them from the parish. I would I have to take that back to my box. I was getting it every year, and I thought, the print's getting smaller. <laughs> and this is every month. It comes, you know, it's got that, daily what do masses. What you the print's well. getting smaller? That's the large print edition. No, there, this, is, this, is, this one's fine. The other one that was a yearly one was much cheaper. It was like five bucks for the year. This is a lot more expensive, Robert. There you go. Was there a coupon? No, there's no coupons. And this one is actually got the Daily Masses. It's got quotes. It's got a few great stories at the end. So I subscribe. You have been subscribing for about five years now so i highly recommend it living with christ from novalis. Yeah, you get a lot of stuff and, from novalis, and i think
0: uh, that comes to our house as well. i usually oh. do my daily readings through the laudate app when we get the Lada- which you've got me onto, a great yeah. laudate app and, Ab. that. and that's actually where i come up with my saint quotes right. as well. As i'll go through the saints of the day. yes. not that i remember half of them but I, I like to do I'll do the, the daily readings and right. then they usually have a great reflection great reflections we're, we're texting each other back and forth at yeah. like 5 30 6 o'clock, Six in, the o'clock in the morning did you
1: see the reflection in Laudate this morning and you do a little different than I like I go through my three things of Laudate yeah, and you've got yeah, your three yeah, different yeah, things so isn't it interesting
0: so that that's kind of cool but then I'll go through the saints of the day Right, right. and actually, this particular saint has shown up twice in the last week, right? On both, I think, July fourteenth, and then on July sixteenth. It's at Saint Camillus de Lellis, right? And I'll give a little bit of background. Why does it, on it
1: seem like I would say in that manner, Saint Camillus de Lellis? Is that the French pronunciation, or are you just? just anglicizing I'm just, it I'm from just anglicizing
0: what I'm seeing there. But he was Italian. He was in, in Napoli, in Naples. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and so he was uh, a man's man, a worldly man, which a lot of the saints kind of seemed to be yeah. sometimes. Uh, so something in the vein of uh, St. Ignatius of Loyola or uh, St. Francis of Assisi. You know, he, he was born to nobility, grew up in kind of the, the military... What century are we talking here? I need to get Oh, my... now I'd have to look that up, and we okay. just don't have time for yeah. that. I, I'd say... Close to being uh, a contemporary of Saint Ignatius of Loyola, maybe a little bit after. Okay. To give an idea. And so he was a mercenary, he was a soldier, uh, he was big into gambling. And his gambling went so far that he ran through his fortune and he actually had to start working construction. Oh, okay.
1: To make it, I, th- meet. I I came across this saint. He yeah, yeah. was just in the last week.
0: was just in the last week. so we had to take up construction to. Um, <laughs> to pay off his gambling debts. Right. He ended up working on a Capuchin monastery. Yes, okay, and and that's con- right. It's coming convert- back to me. And
1: they converted him. They converted him. him, yes. He was a wayward soul, and they could, he, he worked on this monastery, this con- and they, they converted him. So cool. So maybe my
0: new job will help convert me, but that's a, a whole other... Or a lot of other people, maybe, yeah. hopefully. But I love this quote from him, and and they don't put quotes from all the saints in the Lodata app, the saints of the day, but there will be some of them. There were some of them, okay. Was it a really long one? No, my quote is actually short, but his little bio was a little bit longer. Yeah, it was really interesting. And there might have been some longer ones, but I just took a little short one. Think well, speak well, do well. These three things, through the mercy of God, will make one go to heaven.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I remember reading it at the time. I love that quote. Once again.
0: Think well, speak well, do well. These three things, through the mercy of God, will make one go to heaven. Right, That's great. And how often do we fall short on all three of all those? All three. Right? Everything starts in the heart, in the mind, uh, in, in our thoughts. Right. I mean, Christ even alluded to that when he said, you know, if you thought lustfully after another woman you've already committed adultery in your heart and it's really that's the hardest part for myself that's been the hardest part of leading a good life of leading a virtuous life is reigning in my thoughts
1: I think that for everybody, Roberta because I think everybody can speak well and everybody can do But to keep those thoughts, there's always temptations, there's always Satan there tempting us. I think that's the most difficult part. I don't think you're alone. I yeah. think I, we, we all struggle with that. Well,
0: I think that's the starting point as well. Because if you're thinking well, then your words and your actions are going to
1: follow. Going to follow, you. absolutely. Right? Absolutely.
0: But it, it is such a difficult task so hard and so many times I catch myself. And I'm better at catching myself actually shortly after I've been to confession. Yes. Uh, I find the closer I am to confession, which it's been about three weeks, because we went before we went on our trip, just in case there was an accident on the 401. Okay. So it's time to get back because I'm finding I'm not checking my thoughts. Right, right.
1: As much as I've done the No, and and, uh, um, it's a I really like that point because you have to remember I guess a, a prayer for life confession I'm just thinking of all the things that would go into thinking well because it's like a ha- it's 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 a, it becomes a habit so 100%. if you're if you're having all these bad thoughts and you're acting on those bad thoughts but if you're having good thoughts you're acting it's just it's habit forming. It's habit forming. It's habit yeah. forming. To bring it back to the Capuchins, but I, yeah,
0: uh, we're into <laughs> the no pun third intended. Pint. We're into the third pint, so it's about ready to go downhill. Right. speak well. All right, and I again
1: the greatest of intentions but a lot of times I I know I fall short we do speak well I think sometimes we lend ourselves to gossip and stuff which we probably shouldn't that's where we I know I fall short at least off
0: here we will end up falling into gossip Mm -hmm. or the sarcasm Sarcasm as well, good point. The sarcasm, and that's the one that I have the hardest time on because I think I was raised on sarcasm.
1: Right, right, right.
0: right? And it was such a big part of social interaction as a teenager and young adult uh, and in my family. And sometimes that's the one I I struggle the
1: most with. That's difficult, eh?
0: Right, and when it comes down to the, the Fourth Commandment, you honor your parents, honor your mother and father. And while I grew up in a house where... You scored points for if you got to dig in against. Oh one. yeah, that's difficult. Right? Yeah, so that's one I, I really struggle yeah. with, and then doing well, and again, it's not in the big grandiose things like you were talking about. Right. It's doing well in the small things, mm-hmm. not putting things off, not
1: you know sweeping the dust under the carpet. Mm-hmm. Right. So do, doing well. Do you think he means like? Charitable acts, or just doing everyday things well, just doing what you're called to do, do it properly. I think both. Okay. okay. I think both, and then I love the part where he says, "Through the mercy
0: of God," because yeah, right. We're not going to get to heaven without the grace of God, right? No, because our salvation is not based on what we think, say, or do, right? We cannot purchase our way into heaven. You mean I can't do it on my own? <laughs> what are you talking about, Robert? Put, put, put the credit card away, there, buddy. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, so, I, bringing that into it, like, you know, thinking well, speaking well, and doing well—yes, yeah. that's going to help us get to heaven. That's going to put our souls in a disposition mm-hmm. to make it to heaven. But it's only through God's grace. Mm-hmm. And now it's time for what in the church is that, where Dennis tries to stump Robert. Hmm. Buddy, what did you think of that music? <laughs> that music was great. I wanna say thanks to my buddy Rob
1: for putting that together. Rob That's us. unbelievable. I can't believe he he put that in there. Fits so perfectly. So it beats me doing there what you go. in the church
0: is that. All right. So before we you get into what in the church is that, and I'm glad you've got the small print on your phone there because usually you've only got that in front of you. You know what? I'm, Zoom.
1: I'm running out of things. I'm going to have to go into ancient like but ancient history. Before churches. you
0: get into that, we're going to open up our fourth beer on the the flight here, our, our fourth pint, and for you. I picked this out. I haven't tried this one. I had another beer from this brewery, the Gahan Brewery on Prince Edward Island. I had a, their wheat ale, and it was absolutely gorgeous. And I almost brought that mm-hmm. instead of the The Light Horse,
1: oh, the light horse thought, was really nice. Over. I thought,
0: I've already got a beer from this brewery, so we'll put, make a pass on their wheat ale. So I'm going to take that for myself, but it was absolutely gorgeous. Nice. But we have from the Gahan Brewery their premium red Irish
1: ale. Oh, nice! Now we're talking. Right, and I, I had to save that for the end for you because did you not? So you didn't have you? Did you taste this down there? No. I haven't tasted this one yet. Because we do get that Brock Street traditional Irish red, which, which is I really enjoy. One of my favorites. Yeah. Mmm, I love the
0: color of that, Robert. It's a, a, an Irish red, a great amber color. It's not completely dark, 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 but it's a, a nice transparent red. And you got to learn how to pour those palates.
1: Well, it's the glass is about three inches I man, high. I managed yeah, you to, I managed to do it. Okay. Top Cheers. of the morning to you. <laughs> and I've been to Ireland I don't know how many times, and not one person has ever said <laughs> to me, never... top of the morning to you.
0: Mm. Oh, what a way to end. That is nice. That is nice.
1: Well, a little bit of smoky peat in there. With all due respect to our dear St. Anne. This is my favorite of the four. Uh, of the four? Yeah. I think Of the four, this is... I'd almost go in reverse order. But my question to you is, why didn't I keep them in the fridge from the moment we started since we did go an hour and counting? So they've gotten a little... Because yeah. the fridge is like five steps away. That's my fault. <laughs> no, That's rookie mistake. They're all good. So what in the church is that? Okay, so here we go. We are from the... Archdiocese of Milwaukee. No, we're we in the Archdiocese of Toronto. <laughs> we should go to Milwaukee sometimes. Good Catholic population, cold like us here in Toronto area. I think we'd like it. Good they beer. came up with a whole good beer. Absolutely, they came Robert up with. The Shirley, whole working a Shirley. Working with Shirley. That's right. <laughs> Happy days. I love those shows. Yeah. Now you're starting to show your age. Take us back to our youth. Yeah. Or at least take you back to your youth. Yeah, that's right. I, I think now I'm older than not only yourself, but my pastor. than our archbishop. My pastor and now my archbishop.
0: By the way, did you get your pastor something for his birthday? It was on Tuesday. Oh, jeez, I didn't even If you had been at the Mass with the Archbishop, the Archbishop announced it to the whole parish. Did he really?
1: <laughs> yes. Okay. See, there's a lot of great people born in 1971. The Archbishop my pastor, mm-hmm. and of course my lovely wife Paula. Thank but anyhow, you know. oh I now that you've given her. Now you're in trouble, buddy. Jesus, it's does it make you feel old that you're the you're the boss, your parish priest, and your archbishop are now officially younger, sure, younger than you? Yeah, I'm just trying to
0: figure out how much I'm going to ask to edit out. You're giving away Paula's age. Oh,
1: geez, you're gonna have to get that out there. Okay, we might have said, I think you've probably mentioned it in one of your answers when you were answering another question. But I'm going to throw it out there again. Dealing with clothing, Robert, a surplus.
0: That is uh, not always with the priest. I remember wearing one as an altar server. Okay. Right. That is the shorter vestment that goes over top of the cassock, if you will. Okay. Right? That's what I remember. And where does it end up? Where does it end Like, how long is it?
1: Yeah, like, what is it? Yeah. So,
0: as an altar server, I would put on, I think they called it an alb, or it was like a cassock. Okay. Okay. and then we would put on the surplus so it we would wear black underneath in some parishes they would wear red right? and then it was like a white over t-shirt that went over top the sleeves kind of went down to just below the elbow and the body of it maybe just below the waist
1: the hips yeah. Very well done, Robert. A wide-sleeve garment slipped over the head, covering the shoulders and coming down below the hips. It is worn over the cassock. So, because you got that so quickly, I'm going to give you one other one. One well, other. Okay, but, but here's the question: is yeah.
0: Why is that Ooh. in your? Is that in your? And I'm. I don't know. Like that's why I'm asking. Maybe we'll have to throw that out to listeners. Look on your faces. That that's not on your little website there. What the. Why is there a surplus? Why do you yeah, wear? Why, why? do you wear? I the, think it that overgarment. Would it be aesthetics? I mean, it looks awfully neat, and it looks. Yeah. And I, the, the notion that the name
1: surplus is you know something that's yeah. extra, yeah. something on top of. Not to, not to be sorry, S U R P L I C E, as opposed to surplus. You know, surplus yeah. from a job, but yeah. What about this other one? And I think you've mentioned it, and it's 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 right in the same alley. So I'm going to throw it out to you. What is a cope?
0: C O P E. The, the cope is something that you're not normally going to see if you had been at the archbishop's mass on Sunday,
1: which I, of course, I didn't go to
0: because you said, and it wasn't all that busy.
1: Oh. And you missed a good spread afterwards. It, yeah, you know what? I missed the food, and you said the homily was great, and homily you never t- was spot
0: on. I actually asked the Archbishop, "Can I steal your homily to make a retreat out of that?" So stay tuned in your parish. Wow, department.
1: that's excellent. Um, it, it was really good. It and was the so photo good. of you and your lovely wife, Ally whose pitch whose smile was you didn't she, smile as much, much as your more wife photogenic than oh did she ever but anyhow, so it wasn't packed i'm surprised it was and i thought it would be so the cope is another garment that
0: the priest it's almost like a shawl if you will like a prayer shawl so it's a garment that the priest will put on even over top of their chasuble okay usually used when they are Carrying the Blessed Sacrament, so you will usually see this say, uh, adoration that the priest will wear a cope, so that when he picks up the mantras and he uses the length of the shawl, so like the, the two parts that would come out further, goes over the shoulder, but long enough. To cover his hands so that when he's holding the monstrance or if he's holding uh, some a picture of the I, Sacrament, is that he's not touching that.
1: I know exactly so what you're talking about, and it fits the description of the definition I'm going to give you, except for one thing, Robert. Maybe because. So, you tell me everything you described was right, except for the one little thing a cape like garment Mm -hmm. that is put over the shoulders and hangs to the ankles. Yeah. It is. Okay, I didn't notice the hanging to the ankle because you said he wore. And it's usually worn in processions, which you're talking about, obviously.
0: So, it's long enough that you can get his hands. Wrapped around, right? To, so, if he's, not,
1: if he's not, you know, holding the monstrance with the, then it would just fall to the ankles. Is yes, that correct. Okay, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. okay. Uh, there'd be
0: like a little clasp or, or, or button on the front of that, right? And there's another word for it, and of course, after now that we're into our fourth point, it's escaping from me But there's a, there's another name for the cope, I don't know if they have it there on your little no, site.
1: no, um, humeral veil. No, oh, well, they have the humoral veil. Humoral veil. Um, I thought that was a different. They have a benediction veil, also called the humoral veil.
0: Yeah, which is similar to. Similar. Yeah. Dennis, buddy, like we said, we're we're heading towards the end of our fourth pint here. We are. And things are starting to go a little bit off. The
1: we route. we 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 have to say to the readers, uh, listeners, of course, uh, fourth shared pint, right? So yeah, it's just like having our second pint. If we well, sometimes 100%. we do not not often, but sometimes we, especially on a beautiful summer afternoon. Exactly. Did you have any shout outs that you wanted to? to no, I didn't to, think of shout outs today. No, I'm, I'm good. I'm 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 probably going to have some next time. But yeah, go ahead. Do you have one, Robert? Very quickly. Again, my Maybe first, I'll concur with your shout out. My, my first week at the parish, um,
0: it's been a great week. It started on Sunday with the, the Archbishop's Mass. So, you know, a, a shout out to our new Archbishop, um, Francis yes, Leo. Yes, Francis, yes. And that he's coming out to all of the different. Parishes as well. If the parishes are inviting him, he, and he said that that's one of the blessings is getting out to meet the people of the archdiocese.
1: And I asked Father about that. I said it must be difficult to get the archbishop out to say. He goes, you'd be surprised. You just asked them, and they, they usually they come. Wanna, yeah. they wanna come. they yeah. want to come. They uh, want to come. So shout out to him. I have
0: to say it is kind of odd. It's been kind of odd at Mass now for a few months. Uh, that part of the Eucharistic prayer where they, you know they ask for prayers for you know, Francis our Pope and Francis our Bishop. <laughs> I know, the double Francis kills me all the time. <laughs> all right, so that, that, that's wrong. But the other shout-out I wanted to give is yeah. also this week at the parish is the, the Totus Tuus Day Camp. What a great right. shout-out. And fantastic program. I remember my own son about 10 years ago going through the Totus Tuus program. Um, absolutely fantastic for the kids. They see grades 1 to 6 in the morning and then I think it's... 7 to, to 12 if they want to go in the evenings um, and the four missionaries so that's really my shout out the four totus church yeah. missionaries you have Keith, Xander, Sarah and Mary Beth Nice, fantastic young people I,
1: I've had the opportunity to chat with uh, yeah. with them all through the, through the week so they're going all summer long to different parishes they're so, doing great work yeah. and they're getting gr- a great number of kids in there We've got about 60 kids in the That's parish. That's amazing. Which yeah. is
0: probably the limit because it's yeah. absolute pandemonium in there. But they, they do a lot of faith-based games with them and songs. But then they also get
1: them to Mass every day. Mm-hmm and they finish off the day with adoration prayer oh beautiful yeah and my youngest was lucky enough to be a volunteer last year at saint bernadette's with totus tuus and my sister hosted a number last week a number hosted them overnight for a few days she hosted the not the same group as you're talking about that was going to be my yeah yes i was surprised it wasn't the same group because it's coming from the next door parish but i think that she said no it was a different group but yeah Yeah,
0: these guys were out in the west
1: end last week they're here this week I, I don't even know where they're going to be next week. So giving up their whole parishion. summers to do this. this was What a, You talk about charisms at the beginning, Robert, and here you go, right, for a lot of these people. Yeah, and
0: what a it? lot of them, they use it as a discernment process. Yes. Right, uh, One of the guys is actually, he's just finishing his first year in the seminary, uh, Keith, who okay. you know, yep. because he, yep. he was in at the school. He was at the school, yeah. Uh, great, great guy. Great guy, wow. Xander uh, yep. is also using it as a discernment process for the priesthood. Excellent. Um, Mary Beth is using it as a discernment process uh, as far as possibly getting into campus ministry, and okay. I think Sarah's doing the same. Right, So absolutely beautiful ministry. Those kids in the. We say kids, they're 20 somethings, but for us they're. But they're still kids, yeah. But Dennis, as always, the time seems to have flown by and our hourglasses, glasses because we used our flight paddles and, and our flight paddles too i have to say here uh shout out to the cordial catholic, the cordial a, catholic. another yep. great podcast yeah shout out to him because it was his yep. brother-in-law that made these paddles for us and keep keith the cordial catholic in your prayers because his wife is due in the next two weeks oh i did with not know that child. oh congratulations so, so yeah special shout That's out to great them. but buddy the The hour seems so flowing by, and our glasses are just about empty. Always a pleasure, Robert.
1: Both the pint and the conversation.
0: I think, especially the pints today. The half pints. The third pints. The four half pints.
1: Yeah, but always, it's always a pleasure to talk about our Catholic faith as well.
0: Very true, very true. Now, just before we wrap up here, Dennis, perhaps there's just one small
1: favor we could ask of our listeners. If you could take a quick moment and a couple of clicks to follow the Pints and Pews podcast on your favorite platform and give us a review. And while you're at it, give us a like
0: on Facebook and drop us a line there or at pintsandpews at gmail.com. We always enjoy hearing from our listeners. Chat again soon, my friend. God willing, and until then, remember the wise words of G.K. Chesterton.
1: In Catholicism, the pint, the pipe, and the cross can all fit together.
0: God bless.